with the holidays coming around, there just seems to be more <laughs> coughs, ah, sore throats, and sleepless nights caring for sick kids and spouses, making the holidays not so fun, which is why I am so excited to introduce Neutralite. This company has been around for 80 plus years. They were green before green was even a thing. They have the world's number one kids and adults vitamins and kids and adults probiotics. This company uses the power of plants from seed to product to nourish and support you and your family's immune systems so you can have fun and enjoy living life together. You know, personal testimony, I had allergies for years and couldn't even be in the room with dust or cats. And the only thing I've changed since then were my vitamins and supplements. They truly cleaned out my system. And now I have three cats. Don't spend another penny on low quality vitamins that invest more in advertisement than the product. Arm yourself with Neutralite vitamins and probiotics, and they have so many more things that will keep you and your family happy and healthy. Also, you can earn points towards cash with every purchase, and with purchases over $99, there's free shipping. Stop losing sleep and time with your family and get back to life with Neutralite. The link is in the show notes. Welcome back to the Homeschool Podcast. I'm your host, Bex Buzzy, and today we're going to be talking about how to have your child find their voice. In a world that's trying to take away all of our voices, indoctrinate our minds with their voice, it is of the utmost importance that we teach our youth to articulate themselves in this climate. And with us, we have Beldora Rice, director from right from the heart. She is passionate. She is on fire. You guys are going to love this podcast. Grab your coffee, grab your tea, grab your pen and paper, because you're going to want to take notes. Let's get into the podcast. Today, our guest is Valdora Rice. She is a director at rightfromtheheart.org. She holds her bachelor's in English history and communications and has a master's in English and film studies. Feldora began with Right From The Heart in 2006 and took it over as director in five short years in 2011. She oversees classes and creates new and unique curriculum along with tools for student writers. She speaks at home schools and teacher conferences across the nation about writing, inspiring others to join in with her and her team to help students find their voices. And in her free time, she loves knitting, watching bad movies with her kids and her husband. And spoiler alert, she has a book called Write from the Heart, a resource guide to engage writers. And it comes with a companion as well. So welcome, Veldora. Thank you for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. What is something you think most people don't know about homeschooling? Um, I think 
that a lot of people don't realize how flexible homeschooling can be. Um, we, we tend to think about just getting our credits and getting through uh, paper curriculum, but there are so many options out there. There's online classes, there's dual enrollment available at community colleges, there's AP classes that target homeschoolers. So there's ways for people to even get college credits in high school um, and go into college with. That's amazing. And that probably saves parents so much money. Oh, probably thousands of dollars. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's really awesome. Um, so would you actually say that maybe um, homeschooling uh, an older grade is a little bit easier, you think? I think I, I do think that it's it's a lot more flexible. It's a lot more um, it, it offers a lot more opportunities for each child to figure out what they want to do. Um, if you have a kid who's really interested in STEM, there's tons of programs out there for robotics and different math programs and things like that. Um, if you have a writer, there's programs like ours that we focus on helping creative writers. Um, we also help reluctant writers um, and, and try and helping kids get the information that they need, but also um, finding what they like and, and helping them do what they like. So I know with my own son, we pick, picked and chose whatever he wanted to do. We can get a science credit, we can get an English credit, let's find a class that you really, really enjoy. Um, and that flexibility is there. We don't have to follow a rote curriculum for that in high school. I I love that. And you know, there there's this phrase that is like ruminating all through your your website and, and just it just it, I believe it's the heart of right from the heart that you say you want to help students express their voice and literally the a climate of the world right now, that is probably essential just for even, I think just for teenage survival. Absolutely. We have classes for middle and high school students. Um, and what we find is a lot of kids, when they hit that sixth, seventh grade range, moms have a, lot, a really hard time getting their kids to write for them because honestly it gets old. Why do, why do I wanna write about what I did on my summer vacation for my mom who was on my summer vacation with me? It's, ex it's just not motivating. Um, so we find that kids need group of people to write for an audience because writing is an art form we tend to forget that both as parents and teachers and as students it's a class we have to get through it's we have to teach our kids how to read and write but writing is a form of art it's an it's a way to express ourselves um, and yes we need to learn how to write a research paper but why shouldn't students learn how to express themselves well in a research paper and really have their voice come through and their passions come through in what they write about because that's going to serve them far more than knowing how to put a paragraph together and put a paper together um, and follow all these rules really when we go out into the world isn't it about being able to be good communicators and express what we care about and what we value? Love it. That's, that's the most important thing. Um, and all those other rules then come in and we teach those rules as a way to bolster your voice because your voice is going to be stronger and clearer and more convincing and more passionate 
if you have structure and organization underneath it. If your argument makes sense to someone else, they will. it will be easier to convince them or easier to get them to understand your perspective on the world. But the first thing we need to have is a perspective because the rest of it's just scaffolding to hold up our perspective. That is awesome because I do believe that we probably teach it backwards, right? Like I know I'm, I teach in the public school system and I've sat in some English in English teachers and even me when I taught a uh, foreign language, I always taught like the grammatical structure and then I went into the passion. But as I'm listening to you, the rules will probably make more sense once they have their perspective because the rules will then all of a sudden be like, well, how do I make my perspective, my voice, you know, even more fine tuned? And that's probably when they'll probably even ask for those rules by just by yep, nature, like, yeah, by default, right? It's like, oh, well, because now they're thinking. That's fantastic. And they'll say things, they'll even say things. We we teach grammar through practical grammar. We we do some things right at the beginning to get a baseline for each kid. But because we're working individually with each student, within this community of writers, we know where their strengths and weaknesses are. I'm not gonna waste your kids time talking about commas if they have no problems with commas. I'm not gonna give them a busy worksheet, a worksheet to just do. We're, you know commas, let's move on. You struggle with run-ons. They start coming to me and saying, this sentence doesn't make sense. I don't think I'm saying what I wanna say clearly enough. And I say, yeah, that's because it's a run-on. Here's how you fix a run-on. And we're talking about grammar in a practical way again, as a way to support their voice, to support their argument, to make sure that their their story is being told the way that they want it to be told, we have to have proper grammar to be able to do that. That's awesome. So this program is, is, is sounds super dynamic. Um, and you said that they have like an audience. Do it, Is that audience their ability to connect with other um, students and have community? Yeah, actually, we have an online classroom and it's and it's set up um, actually very similarly to college online classrooms, um, which is great if your kids are going to college, they have experience with they'll go in with that experience of having that discussion in an online setting. Um, so we have we have asynchronous classes, meaning anyone can be on at any time, but the way that our syllabus and our schedule is set up. Um, the kids are interacting with each other every day. So someone might post a paper, then they're paired up. So they post their paper on a Tuesday. And then on Wednesday that on the schedule, it says, go in and find your paper, your peer's paper, read it and critique it. And we don't just say, read it and give them comments. We actually teach them how to critique as well as how to write um, because so many people don't know how to do, people don't know how to do analysis. They don't know how to say, well, I, this paragraph didn't make sense and say it in a way that's helpful. Um, so they're not allowed to say things like, it was great, I loved it, except that, the, you know, they can certainly sit, start with that, but what did you love about it? How can they improve? You can't just say, well, you need more details here. We teach them how to ask how, what, when, what, where, why questions. Um, what happened next? Why did you feel that way? And, and when we teach them how to do that to other people's papers, they start to do it to themselves, to their own papers. And they start to ask, hey, can you go in and ask me those questions? Because I don't think I have enough information in this part. Um, yeah. They start to see it for themselves. That's fantastic. So that's huge in like the critical thinking and teaching. And I love what you're saying. You're absolutely right. People do not know how to give 
proper constructive criticism, I think in their minds, they think that they're just making fun of somebody or they're, or they're saying something negative, where that's actually not the truth. A, a good constructive criticism can actually empower someone to do to reach another level to um, become more creative to dig deeper. And I personally think that's a sign of care when you can constructively um, critique someone in in a way that you're just looking at them saying I want you to be the best you possibly can. Hey, can we you know, this didn't really make sense. Can we somehow and then you're empowering each uh, student to to do with each other. So it's like peer review. Yep. And that's huge, even in college, because how many peer review papers, that's what a lot of the papers people do research with is peer reviewed. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And yeah. knowing how to do that gives them a leg up, um, not only in their own work, but when they go to college and they're asked to do things like read an article and analyze what's in the article or analyze someone's argument, they've already started doing that back when they were 12 years old, starting in this class. We're not calling it that but we're, that's what we're doing. We're teaching them how to analyze one another's papers. And I see kids, I see a 12, I see 12 year olds come in with their first draft is three quarters of a page typed. And by the time we're done the process of, of interacting with a peer and then interacting with a coach and then checking it for grammar and then turning it in, they're turning in a three to four page paper. And I mean, and they're 12, 13 years old and they're turning this stuff in and what they do for each other is amazing. That is amazing. I mean, this is a, a beautifully a rigorous program. I mean, like, but it doesn't seem like it's hard. It just seems like they're you're you're asking them to meet the standard. Like, who is the kid that can um, really benefit from this type of um, curriculum and program? Um, I think that a lot of people think, oh, well, my my kid's a reluctant writer. My my kid doesn't really like to write, so this is this is a little too much for me. Um, and it's true that we do get some really, really gifted writers and they come to us because they're saying they're bored with the formulaic programs that are out there and we need something where they can actually be creative and be themselves. And we bring that creativity into research projects and things like that. And they love it. Um, but I, I think that it also works really, really well for the reluctant writer or the mediocre writer or sometimes even the STEM kids that are like, I, I do writing because it's what I have to do. And I approach it like it's a formula, like it's a math problem. And so I tell you what I'm going to tell you. I tell you what, what I'm telling you. And then I tell you what I told you. Those are boring papers and they hate every second of it. Smart kids, smart, smart kids hate writing because they think that's what writing is. And, and it's not, that's putting words together into sentence structures that are set up. It's, it's Mad Lib writing essentially. That's not writing. Um, and so we take those kids and we say, tell us what you love. Tell us what you want to write about. Um, my own son was a bit of a reluctant writer when he started this program. And I remember a moment when he said uh, he had to write a, an informative paper about, so, there was a little, there was parameters, a hobby that you had, I think it was. And he said, I'm going to write about building Legos. I said, that's great, buddy. You love building Legos. And then he went on and he said, oh my gosh, my partner is Johnny. In his introduction, he said he builds Legos too. He's going to love my paper. And so he started writing because he knew that Johnny was going to read his paper. And all of a sudden for this kid who 
he could tell a story verbally like nobody's business but when you asked him to put it down on paper i got three sentences out of him all of a sudden this kid was writing because there was somebody reading it that he wanted to express himself too and it wasn't a formula anymore it wasn't an assignment where i was dictating him or telling him write the next sentence or write this or write that i was just letting him write a draft and then we'll fix it later. We'll we'll work through it later. We'll we'll figure out what you're missing. And that's that's what a writing workshop does is we go through what the student has and help them put everything in the right place. Um, but if they have something they love, then we're not going to hear hear that I hate writing. I'm really reluctant to do it, or I, I hate sitting down and doing it. Um, obviously, it's still work. <laughs> And some people love that work a little bit more than others. But when these kids really engage in this workshop process, I see kids that that came into it saying, I'm not a writer. I hate writing. My mom signed me up for this class, and I know I'm going to hate every second of it, to coming out at the end saying, wow, I can't believe I wrote a 15-page paper. How did I do that? Wow. I'll be honest right now, Vildora. Like I am so inspired. Like I want to be like, I actually want to go. I'm like, I got to start writing. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I'm right now so excited thinking, oh my God, am I missing out on something with writing? <laughs> you're just like my, my heart, like you're really pulling my, my, my heartstrings. Cause you know, I've kind of struggled with writing sometimes. And, um, so I was dual language when I grew up, I, I both spoke English and Spanish at the same time. Um, so writing and English were not my favorite class. Um, I can only, I was only able to get a C and that was it. I was never able to break a C. I mean, that was no matter how hard I studied, it was, I was a C student when it came down to, um, writing and I'll be honest, I, I was kind of turned off by it, but now as I've gotten older, I've taken on that writing thing and I do love it, but I know that there's another level and you're like, literally whoop you're pulling it out of me. And I, I really like this because I think I'm going to like have that moment in my time where I'm going to yeah. do it. I'm excited. Thank you so much. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So what I'm hearing is that it works for anybody and, and it's not about you're a good writer, or a bad writer. It's about how do we get to find your voice and how do we help you express and it sounds like the people that they are like paired up with um, really kind of bring that out as well, which is really, I, I, you're right. I do believe that when you have an audience to, to express yourself to, you actually want to do that. I think that's awesome. Was anybody else who just like um, really just did not want to be there and then just like after was just so thankful yeah, I've had I've had a lot of kids like that. I've had I've had creative writers that have really gone on to do great things. Um, I had I actually had a um, a student who was I believe in eleventh or twelfth grade, um, and he had a he actually had a younger sister in the class who was an extremely good writer, um, and we were kind of in the position of he was writing one or two paragraphs. He was he was really really struggling. Um, he had some learning struggles in writing. Um, and we couldn't really place him in a lower class than his sister who was years younger than him. Right. So we said, okay, well, we're gonna work where you are. We're gonna work with you. We're gonna get you 
where we can get you through the year um, because he really wanted to go to college. And by the time he was done writing, um, he actually was submitting articles to blogs because he was so excited about writing. Wow. Yeah, he, it was amazing. That's amazing. So you have um, workshops and annual classes. What are the differences yes. between those? So our workshops are four weeks long and they run every month. They start the first Monday of every month. Um, and those are specific for topics in writing. Um, this, these are great if you have a kid who struggles in grammar, take one of our grammar workshops um, and we focus just on grammar. Um, if you have a student who's really creative and even if you're doing another program, that's something that you could step in and say, um, you know, we're doing this program, but they're not real strong in, we didn't really do a poetry unit. And my daughter's interested in learning what poetry is. Take one of our poetry workshops. Um, our, creative, our creative workshops, we actually help them try to get published in contests as well. Um, wow. We do a lot of work with contests um, because I that's exciting they should, have, they should have an opportunity to get their stuff out there um and homeschoolers don't often have that opportunity that that classroom teachers can will organize or schools will be part of because they know about stuff homeschoolers don't always know what they're eligible for so that's something else that we do with both our workshops and our annual classes is that we help them find contests to enter um we do yearly a, a big contest that we do very, very well in. It's called Scholastic Art and Writing Contest. Um, and I actually had a student a couple of years ago win a scholarship through it. Um, so that's amazing. Yeah. So, so we love that. So, yeah. So, our workshops, we work with, with a specific subject. Um, and we have kids that are in other programs just come in. Um, I even have public school kids who come to me and say, you know, our public school doesn't do a good job in this area um, and they come in and they take our workshops to supplement what they're already doing in another class um, and then our 30 week long annual classes our full credit classes they're accredited um, for what well, they're they meet all the standards for um, the accreditations in each state in each of the 50 states um, that's awesome yeah yeah so we make sure we meet all those standards um, for a lot of for a lot of uh, states. Their honors classes, um, so you can get honors credits for them as well. Um, and those classes run for thirty weeks from September to April. Um, and we're registering for them right now. Um, and those are the ones that have that peer interaction. Um, yeah. And we work through the papers. And depending on the class you take, you do six to eight papers in that 30 weeks okay. um, so you come out with a really nice portfolio um, and we work through many different genres and do a research paper and those kinds of things um, and the reason why a public school student can do this is because you guys do it asynchronously is that right they do they a lot of times they'll do the workshops not the not the full credit classes okay because okay unless they were really ambitious yeah um, and they wanted to take a second english credit um, okay that would be a lot of work but the okay. workshops the workshops are real easy because they run through the summer got it um kids will do it you know the the um workshops are weekly deadlines so it's a lot easier for um for students to do that work throughout the throughout the week. Um, whereas our 30 week classes, we have a weekly syllabus that tells them, you know, Monday through Wednesday, write your paper, um, Thursday and Friday, do this. So, so, so you have like a schedule. Help them. Mm -hmm. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. Awesome. So we're kind of wrapping up, but I just kind of, you, you mentioned the poetry, um, literature, 
what other um you know categories do you guys uh go into you said creative writing um mm -hmm. is there we any have, we have uh research writing workshops if you need to write a research paper we have a series of workshops that you can we can help you do your research paper yeah. um in yeah. our full credit classes we we have composition classes for the middle school students and those are um those are set up by level rather than grade level so so we actually i look at a writing sample from your child and i place them where they are ready to be um no matter what their age so so we can kind of move them around and everyone works at their pace through the program um, so we have composition classes and then for the high school students we have literature and composition where we get into literary analysis and we talk about the different movements of literature we're reading romeo and juliet together we're reading great gatsby together um, and having an, an a discussion back and forth about those books um, and then we actually go all the way up to ap english and the students in ap english can get um, actually two high school credits and get up to 12 college credits because it count it can count for up to four classes in college because of the way that we it's a dual credit class okay so 12 credits i i remember <laughs> 12 credits that's a semester that's a yes that's that's a complete semester yeah. that's a full-time complete semester oh my gosh yeah, yeah. Uh, I hope everybody's listening to that because that's a lot of money that yes. you can save. Wow, that's amazing. Oh my gosh, that's, that's really amazing. Talk about the call to action. Like where can they, you know, find all these resources? Where can they purchase it? Um, is there any, you know, talk about your book a little bit, like where they can buy that? Yep, uh, on our website, writefromtheheart.org. Um, you can sign up for all the classes. You can check out what we have. Um, we also have a shop there. You can buy the book there. Um, the book is actually the textbook that we use with a lot of the curriculum that we use in our classes. Um, but we have I have it set up so that if you wanted to self-pace your way through it and do it yourself, there's activities at the end of each chapter and paper ideas that you could work with your own child through that book. And none of the activities in the book are the same as what we do in our classes. So you could theoretically do that for a year with a fifth grader and then come into our classes in sixth grade and they would not be repeating anything. Uh, so, that is awesome. Yeah. Wow, you got you guys have everything on lockdown. Like that is really awesome. Well, Dora, thank you so much for being on here. And is there just something you want to leave with them that they can really hold on to? Um, I would say that my hope for homeschooled parents is that they listen to their kids and help their kids follow their passions, whether that passion is writing English. Um, my son loves digital media, so we're helping him get photography classes. Help your child find that path and find those interests because middle school and high school, especially, those are the that's where you can figure out who your kid wants to be, and you can you can really you have a unique opportunity to really support them in that journey by giving them good good classes like this one, um, elective classes. Just really listen to your kids and help them become their own person not the person that you want them to become. That's beautiful. Oh my, I, I really, you know, I really feel your passion. I really feel your heart. And my gosh, if I had a high school student, I probably would definitely enroll them in this because it just sounds like something that will break open their creativity, break open their, their thinking and take them to a whole different level. And when you are able to communicate, 
with people, people do listen and you are able to reach lots of people. I mean, you're able to reach multitudes and talk to so many different people. That's amazing. Thank you so much, Veldora. I hope you have a great evening. Thank you. If you love the conversations we're having here on the Homeschool Advantage podcast, follow or subscribe our podcast to stay in the loop and never miss this amazing content. And please highly consider taking a minute to leave a positive rating and review to help others like you discover this show. See you next time.